0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. So today we're going to take a step away from the steps for self-assessment. Uh, so today just going to be a, a about a topic that um, myself and Eilie, my wife, that we're we're on our way to go visit some family, and just, we started talking about uh, something that's happening in our lives, probably some events and um, some. Some opportunities in life that we need to seize so um, I wanted to start to record but we're in the car we're driving the kid wasn't falling asleep and just, and, but now you probably hear Kenneth in the background saying something about Derek's now asleep so Derek's asleep Kenneth is mumbling and we can go ahead and, and go back to what we were talking about um, so right now we're in a, at a very interesting time in our life uh, with a lot of circumstances and um, situations happening economically or with progression in life or um, emotions due to circumstances of like the economic um, uh, trouble and uh, covid and things like that and right now our opportunity is knocking at the door and so let me just go ahead and talk about my opportunity and the things that I am doing. So I am very aware that I am a narcissist. There's a lot of different forms of narcissist narcissism and I do have one form to where I really want to succeed and I will kind of neglect other things to go after that one um, that one goal. And sometimes that does mean I hurt myself, I hurt others, and that's where uh, I, I've realized that uh, that I can I can take this opportunity now uh, to prevent the from me hurting other people or hurting myself or um, in the future. Um, so that opportunity is actually this podcast. This podcast is something that uh, I, I didn't really want to do because I do take negativity very emotionally and personally. And I, this happened whenever I first started YouTube. I did have a YouTube channel and it was before it's time, before we really had a popular YouTube viewing us hub and, uh, and society really wasn't ready, social media really wasn't ready for all these videos. You know, Video photography wasn't there, um, editing and such really wasn't um, as popular. And I started back whenever Allie and I were dating, so I mean, this was like eight years ago. She's here in the car, so, um, and I did videos of like just what I did throughout the day or our family during holidays Uh, I did things with bodybuilding.com with first form with I use MTS nutrition and kind of like did profiles of uh, nutrition and just did really silly videos and um, and, But again, and I even did like cooking things too Um, but uh, it's funny, like it was really weird. Like I had, I remember there's one video that I did and I was cooking French toast because we had like this um, protein French toast, which now, if you guys are all familiar with this Greg Doucette guy, he's like anabolic French toast. He has like anabolic cookbook, it's like hundred dollars. So he, he, again, he's older than me, so he's probably been doing it longer than me, but this is before like this was even on YouTube. So it's kind of funny. But I remember in our apartment in Gainesville, I was cooking, and I upload the video, and macronutrient breakdown, and blah blah blah. And the only thing that there was a few trolls. Now that I know they're trolls, and they're probably like made-up accounts, they would comment of like, "You don't need to cook with your shirt off. Like, put your shirt back on, and all this stuff." And mind you, I'm not. I wasn't like jacked, but I was lean. Um, I was what, what, do you, what do you want to call it? like ripped, ish. Um, shredded, shredded like lettuce. And, um, yeah, I even have like, I even made t-shirts like back then. And like, there's just a lot of things I was scared of and there's this negativity and I didn't put my full effort into these opportunities that I, I had because it was ahead of the game and I did have that fear, um, of failing was my biggest fear. I'm not a big fan of failure, which now my, my point of view has definitely changed. Failure is opportunity. Failure is a way that we can learn. Um, a W is for win and an L is for learning. And um, But now I'm taking full advantage of this opportunity. I met people um, in my in my life now and I work in a, an industry and I have co-workers that are supportive um, for for me taking these next steps and to putting myself out there, um, putting myself out to everyone because right now I do think that people don't need uh, videos on how to lose weight or how to do the best exercise or how to, how to do band work at home, how to uh, fold a napkin into a swan. We don't need those right now. Um, I think what we need is, or what I know we need is self development and self assessment and accountability uh, podcasts or videos. Uh, we need to to be more aware of what we are doing with our own lives and how we're being uh, productive in society and how we're being uh, productive and a positive role model in our family homes Um, so that's where my opportunity and it is right now for me and that's what i am uh, going to promise myself that I, I'm going to go through with it. Um, I, I do have goals in life. I, everyone should have goals. Everyone should have a daily goal, a monthly goal, uh, a, a yearly goal, a three-year goal, a five-year goal, and a 10-year goal. Uh, are those going to be um, uh, absolute? No, nothing in, in life is absolute, uh, but uh, those, it's a good Uh, plan to have it's a good thing to fall back on it's a good thing that if we have uh threats in our life um you know like the strengths weaknesses opportunities threats so the SWAT technique so if we have threats in life we have a plan that uh that we can take that threat look at it as an opportunity and get back on track it's just a detour that's all it is we we experience detours all the time in Tampa um And and what do we do? We have a plan, it's called Google Maps. We find another route and we get there. We get to our end destination. Is it longer? Yeah, it's gonna be longer. Are there gonna be more bumps in the road? Yeah. Are you gonna go through a sketchy neighborhood? Might get shot? Yeah, that's just life. That's what's gonna happen. But we're seizing the opportunity. We're taking that threat. It's gonna be opportunity. So what Ali was talking about was her opportunity and her fear of this opportunity that she has now. Uh, We do have two small kids like I said, Derek and Kenneth you want to go ahead and get into my life and uh, know about me Uh, they're both young, both in diapers so (laughs) Eileen has had uh, some time away from like her her career and she's had things that uh, maybe redirected her um, that made her detour and Um, she she loves finances so there's a few things that loves and these are the things that she can either agree or or disagree with but this is my observation um she loves uh, budgeting she loves knowing the budget she loves having um the 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 ability to um R, &R, rest and recover um and to travel um so that requires funds and which requires budgeting that requires self-discipline and uh and not always uh having fun, not always having uh, what we think as fun times um, in life, like what we see on social media, like you know, going out on boats, traveling the world, having expensive cars, that's not really fun. Um, it, but it does require different fun. It requires um, being creative in the home and enjoying one another's time. Um, eating tuna out of a can, um, not eating filet mignon. So there are um, some sacrifices, and sacrifices make us grow, and she realizes that um she sacrificed all, I thing all mothers sacrifice a lot of things when having children they sacrifice um, not only physical traits um, sometimes you know you get scars, stretch marks, things that can't go away but they're reminders um, they're good reminders and they bring um, uh, memories of happiness uh, during that um, during that time of life uh, but uh, but also brings emotional and mental um, uh, sacrifices as well or, or And, um, and that could just be because again, hormonally, um, but also uh, mentally, it kind of sets your, uh, sets your plans, uh, it disrupts your plans for the future. So, um, she, she definitely has a mindset for success. She's driven time management can be a little bit iffy, but that's being worked on. And, um, that's an opportunity, but, uh, but her her um, her fear is success, and that's an odd one. Now, not too many people say success is a fear. Success is usually a driver, um, and uh, and that's where this is a different perspective from a different personality. So, well,
1: and let me back up because I feel like I'm I'm your like yin to your yang. So Hello. we both Hi. like setting a lot of goals, and so I like focusing on the financial goals and. Problem solving and helping others achieve those goals. So and that's I really like why. spending those finances. <laughs> so, I create those problems. <laughs> so that's what I really love about the financial industry. So it is a lot of problem solving and it's a different uh, a different goal mentality. So Andrew focuses a lot towards physical goals and overcoming health challenges. And I like focusing on overcoming like either financial challenges or... Uh, just kind of guiding yourself towards reaching those financial goals and that's what really interests me but your perspective kind of changes when you have kids as far as who do you want to spend that time kind of helping and who do you want to build up so it's difficult um, trying to just build up people that are really wealthy right now I work with really high net worth individuals and so they really don't have that much problem solving. It's just tax. Basically they wanna avoid paying taxes. So I'm trying to like shift my gears as to who do I actually want to spend time helping right now. And what's making me nervous is I've kind of planned out what I wanna do, but I'm going back to that nervousness of success. I almost feel like once I get to that point Everyone's looking up to me and then I feel like at that point then I can't make mistakes right now I can make tons of mistakes, and it really doesn't matter too much But once I get to that successful point then I feel like then it will be more difficult to make mistakes And then I have to be more watchful towards my tendency of being a perfectionist and then I also it's more difficult to kind of plan out those future goals. Like, where do you go from there? If you feel like you've already reached a lot of success, where do you go from there after that? So it's, it's I don't know, it's a lot of nervousness kind of looking for the future. But I feel like I'm at that shifting point. Because when you start to get kind of settled in with your young family, you do kind of get to a shifting point where you kind of reassess your goals and you reassess how you want to move forward in life
0: so with this opportunity that she has with that mindset it's it's funny because this is a perspective not coming from a narcissist this is coming from a different perspective i i'm not a psychologist so i don't know her personality she's very extrinsic extrinsic but she's also not goal-oriented as being successful, she's goal oriented. As not wanting to let let other people's let other people down, and that's a very uh, motherly trait, uh, I believe, and, um, and and I think we can all agree about that. Uh, you know, I from what I I kind of assume um, is that when she does have a business, it's going to be like her employees are like her children, which is awesome. That's that's how. That's how businesses should be run. Businesses should not be run by narcissistic people. Um, they should be on your team uh, because I think they do add value, but I don't think they should be run by someone who just wants power, success, and money. I think the person that needs to run it is someone who actually cares about the employees. And this is something that we see in a couple of different situations. Um, I, I know firsthand um, Whole Foods was one of the first companies to like jump on board during COVID to add the extra $2 of like hazard pay. Um, I think Amazon too, as well. Um, but they like after a couple days, boom, already in the pockets of all their employees, that's really showing care. Um, versus other companies that I know it took them like two months. It's like, they didn't have like, like, did they not even have a risk management plan or a team to like set this up? Um, were they just looking at finances first and then saying, oh, I think we can give this amount because, you know, then we can keep our dollars and we have this liquidity in our, um, uh, in our business just in case things like go under and then we can always cut people or furlough people. Right. So I, I want her personality as, as a CEO, as a, as an owner of a business. And the, the opportunity that we have now is that she does have a, a lot of networking from my family and her friends and, uh, in real estate. And is that the same thing as budgeting? Kind of. Um, I like you
1: keep bringing it back to budgeting instead of financial management. Financial management, budgeting.
0: So <laughs> I, I think different. I say budgeting because she yells at me. So <laughs> so financial management, right? Okay, so so is it the same thing? Yeah, um, you, you need to have uh, your is managed in a way that you're going to be able to afford the home and afford the expenses that come with the home. I think we all know this or have experienced this sometime in our life being homeowners and um, and probably going through it now. And um, so with these connections that we have in the real estate company, we can dominate, she can dominate like a, a good central portion of, of Florida. And We have good communication connections here in Tampa and good communications connections in Orlando. Um, I have family in Orlando. And it's kind of funny how things line up. Um, Do I believe that, that, uh, that God or some higher being gives us these opportunities by chance? No, I think things happen because other people have, they make actions and based on others actions, a result happens and so any action that's gonna have a result and it's gonna change based on the reaction or the action of that person and then that can change kind of like the butterfly effect I think that's what it's called right the butterfly effect of people's actions so but I think it's funny because any type of action has really brought everything back to this same opportunity it's really rude really weird and um, uh, and, and we do have the opportunity already of a of a, business, infrastructure within my family. And you know, we wanna keep it in our family. And this is a good opportunity. And that's- I
1: need, I need to take it though. Yes. But I think that a lot of times, so I have the tendency to over plan. So I'm in the planning industry. I plan for other people. Um, their, their future goals. We kind of plan out their retirement, what they're gonna need. Um, and then we plan out the steps to take. So you need to set aside this much money or we're gonna allocate your investments into a certain model portfolio or into certain funds um, to achieve those goals. But for me, I tend to over plan to try to figure out what's the best way to do something. And then I have more hesitancy in what I want to do because I don't know if it's the if it's the perfect or the exact way that I want to go about it, and then I just keep replanning because I enjoy the planning part, but I need to actually do the execution part, which Andrew's pretty you're much better at executing sometimes. Yeah, on your, on your plans to actually carry them out.
0: I yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, uh, I used to be a very I can. I went through phases in my life. Talk a big game, but do you actually do it? And I was very successful um, in certain areas before we dated and before we got married. And uh, I just didn't like the way that it was going, and I stopped it because it was it was successful in a different way. And um, and now I had to re regather my my confidence to execute those plans. So my question is though. What is, like when does a plan help? And when does planning hurt? Besides the whole not executing. So is there something, is there anything as far as too much planning or too little planning in the financial management industry? Oh
1: well, yeah, of course. Cause if you're over planning, you're just basically turning your wheels. You're just, you're getting so intricate into the detail that you're getting caught up in all those small little details that you can't see the big picture anymore and you always want to be able to stay focused on that big picture and those little details just kind of fall into place. But you do need to have that big picture in place and then at least a couple of those big steps. So it's kind of like if you were to do public speaking you kind of put together an outline and then you fill in all the in-between um, with whatever little thoughts so it seems more like a natural flow. So you just want to outline basically your outlook for the future. So just depending on whatever you're planning, you have to have just a basic outline. So however intricate you want to get just depends on your how comfortable you are with uh, with filling in those in between thoughts or those in between actions. But you don't want to get caught up in all of the nitty-gritty details, and sometimes I think it's it's fun to fill in all of the nitty-gritty, um, but then you end up getting you end up getting caught up, and you start losing sight of the big picture. Your big picture kind of shifts a little bit, and then that's when your confidence kind of deteriorates because you lost sight of that big picture. It's no longer it's no longer um, what am I trying to say? You don't see it as clearly and so
0: it's like the the trees before the forest or whatever yeah
1: Yeah. so you need to be able to make sure that you know what's your overall goal what's most important and then figure out what your conflicting goals are because a lot of times we have goals that are counterintuitive and that conflict each other and so we need to figure out okay well I want this and this which one do I want more and then remove the other goal Um, from your plan so once you're able to do that then you have that solid big picture still you have your overall goal and then you have a few steps and then you need to take action but if you get too caught up with how exactly I'm going to do it then you're spending too much time planning when that time that making out the little details should be the execution or the acting portion of your goal achievement
0: so for all of you financially challenged people out there it's kind of like going into a vitamin store and saying hey i want to lose weight where's your weight management pills at and i'm <laughs> like here they're right over here but how's your diet are you eating less food are you in a caloric deficit are you exercising no well then why are you focus on the nitty-gritty of this supplement that's going to maybe increase metabolic rate by less than one percent throughout the day and then you still eat a caloric surplus yeah it makes no sense um so yeah you're just gonna be fat and depressed, and you lose sight of the goal. And Anyways, when you
1: need to shift your goals a little bit, like reassess which goals are more important and which goals are actually going to bring you to the result that you want. So uh,
0: self-assessments, <laughs> ah, yeah, brings it back to the episode one, right? So, what about so planning? You can take that in the financial management as far as money goes. For um, again, I don't know. I don't know terminology, so for finances, I could say words and they're probably not gonna even be correct. Um, But what about planning? Is that the same for like when you invest your money because you have a portfolio that's very diverse and you want to be able to save for retirement and is the nitty gritty those little tiny stocks, penny stocks or things that you just are like, oh, like, or mutual funds or like, is there a, a better way to plan for your your retirement through investing, because I think a lot of people, um, due to social media and these apps like Robinhood, everyone is now a stock expert. Every everyone, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a day trader. Like I, yeah, I doubt that. Um, or I, I invest in stocks. Um, or I invest in 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 uh, houses, real estate. Some people invest in REITs. Um, but what 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 is where do people get blind like where do their plans go wrong
1: well so you know that i don't like penny stocks i just i don't think it's suitable for most people to invest in it it's Pink just starts. yeah just how the how the money goes into the market and how it comes out you have to actually understand the trading and how trades are executed and that market volatility um so for most people i just i just don't like penny stocks um reits are there's a suitability issue because again, they're, they're an illiquid investment. So people start putting money into things that are unsuitable, but I can't make any blanket recommendations over here. But as far as getting into the nitty gritty, I think it's when people get caught up with those individual trades for whatever, like a stock or a bond or something like that, you could make a bond portfolio, but you need to have a decent amount of Assets to be able to actually diversify and like ladder those bonds or use them correctly. Um, You can make a stock portfolio, but basically, when you're purchasing a mutual fund, that is already and like the mutual fund managers are studying those underlying assets, so that mutual fund is built up of stocks and bonds and cash, um, so that you can have it and hold it so when you're getting caught up in the little things it's basically just being that you're getting caught up with trading too frequently in the market you're trading a stock too frequently or maybe you're looking at your account too often and you're actively trading when you really just need to relax a little bit let your account grow let it do its thing as long as you have it um, kind of set up at the beginning of something that's suitable, something that you've maybe discussed with someone that has more knowledge than you, if you've discussed it with another financial advisor, or if you've done a lot of research, just have some assets and then hold them. Don't get caught up in emotional things, and a lot of times people get too emotional when they start seeing uh, fluctuations in the market or they start seeing changes in their own lives where they feel like, oh, maybe I need to take all my money out because we've got some bill coming up or something like that. And that's when you really need to look, okay, what's my overall plan? Am I still on that path towards achieving that plan? Yes, then leave it be. If you're constantly making changes, then your performance actually decreases in your account. So I think if people put most of their assets in equities over time, I think for the past like 20 years or something, or maybe 10 10 to 15 years, the overall performance was around like nine percent. If you were on bonds, it was like six percent. And then if you were trading emotionally and how your average investor trades, it's down to like four percent because people react too emotionally and they get caught up with uh, short-sighted goals or something that's uh, something that's happening in the now. Versus looking at that big picture, looking towards the future, looking towards if you're on the right path, your overall goals. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we just get caught up. We just get too emotional or too frantic or we have too much anxiety for whatever's going on in life. And we just need to take a step back, calm down, reassess, and then look forward um, with that... Like with your eye on the prize, with that in mind, that, you're, that you can be patient with yourself. You can be patient with your investments as well. And with your health as well, because it takes a really long time to, to develop health-wise or to achieve whatever, whatever goals. If it is weight loss or if it's muscle development, it takes a long time. You just need to be patient. You need to take a step back, calm down, reassess.
0: Yeah, what's the purpose of having all that money if you're not going to live a long life or even a healthy life to be able to enjoy the money later on? Um, but so when when is there an opportunity? Like when is the opportunity time? The best time to start doing this? Like should should uh, should Jane Smith go ahead and start doing it whenever she just started a salary job management? She has a four hundred and one k. She's putting like ten percent of her salary. Um, or her paycheck into her 401k. Should she start now or should she stick with those advisors that she stuck with for the 401k that her company has her set up or should she seek uh, an external financial advisor or financial management?
1: Well, it's, it's hard to make blanket recommendations, um, but to just generalize information. But in overall, if you have a 401k, make sure you're taking advantage of at least the employer matching because the employer is going to give you money, use it. Um, if you have a Roth 401k, even better, try to put money into the Roth if it makes sense. Um, you kind of have to look at your individual um, circumstances, but in general, a lot of people are going um, to get advantage from a Roth 401k or from Roth IRAs uh, versus pre-tax just depending on their age. If you're young, you want to take advantage of Roth because your assets are going to grow for a really long time. Um, If you're having a lot of big expenses that are coming up soon, you probably don't need to put money into the market and other accounts unless you've had enough cash to basically cover those expenses or you have everything else. If you know that you're going to be taking that money out in like a year or two or that you're going through some kind of health issue or something, you want to make sure that you have enough liquidity. Um, Maybe keep your assets in some kind of like money market or savings account where you can access those assets without having to worry about market fluctuation um but i would take it i mean take advantage of of free advice so if you have a 401k the advisor and there's a team that's attached to that 401k. So you have an advisor, you have someone that you can talk to, take advantage of that. You don't need to go find someone else unless you have other assets that you wanna discuss or you wanna talk about other outside life insurance or whatever else. You can also ask your advisor or whoever's working on that 401k and then you can also talk to other family and friends people all have this mentality that you can't talk to people about difficult things and i think it would be better if everyone kind of opens up just a little bit more about things that are challenging them and then you find out that hey this might be challenging to someone else or they overcame this and this is how they overcame it so if you talk to like your grandparents or you talk to other other people that you trust as long as you trust someone then you're able to get a little bit better advice from them and then kind of just build those relationships don't be scared to ask for questions about anything um so you can just ask around it never hurts to go find uh their advisors and to they never charge for like initial consultations they'll charge for planning if you want to have planning done and that would just be if you're at that point where maybe you need some help making Maybe you need help reassessing your goals, or you need help figuring out what your next steps should be. A lot of times, you can hire someone to help with to help with planning. Same with you hire someone to help with uh, planning or putting together a program for fitness or for uh, health supplements or something. You can use those resources. There's lots of resources out there. You just need to kind of do a little bit of uh, due diligence or research to find out who you can trust and then kind of get a feel for them. Talk to them for a little bit. Ask them a bunch of questions, see how they answer. Are you comfortable with their personality? And if you're comfortable with someone and you feel like they kind of get you or understand you and can answer your questions, then use them and kind of move forward from there. I don't
0: know if that really answered your question how you wanted it to be answered but yeah it's good um yeah so i mean same idea as if you're trying to get supplement supplemental advice or fitness advice like Eileen was saying you know sometimes it's better to get the person that's actually been through those situations um you know i suffer from anxiety depression um i've had uh binges of eating so i do know like what that feels like and uh so if you want to overcome those things or how Help manage it because you're not gonna you're not gonna overcome it. You're gonna manage it. Um, It's kind of stuck with you for life, and uh, it's better to come to someone who has had experience and who's had had change, and um, they're gonna be more empathetic. But uh, they're also gonna have better answers and better um, like a better plan for you. And
1: um, also helps you feel like you're not alone. Yeah, that there's other people like you that you're not. You're not the only one dealing with whatever issue that you have or whatever you might be like insecure or they just might be able to tell you how to like go through things in a better way because they had experience going through it the wrong way
0: yeah i mean i take a i view this here, here's here's a detour anyways that there was another detour we actually saw a place called gaskins it's a barbecue and lobster uh fast food um interesting anyways mm-hmm. other detour It's the same thing like when you're voting for politicians um (laughs) uh, it irks me um they never answer the question for the political debates or anything anything that you ever ask them they never answer the question and the reason this is what i remembered this morning i was listening to mind pump this morning and there's a little segment on their episode their most recent episode about this about the political debates and um i just watch highlights because i it's, it's just too much for me. Uh, it's always like a reality TV show. It's just too fake. And, um, but like, why would you vote for someone who does not have your best of interest? Don't, like, I hate it whenever people say, uh, like, Hillary, like, oh, I, I have empathy or I can feel for the, the middle class or the, whatever she said during, during her campaign, right? Oh, yeah. Like, she's never even experienced that. Like, how do you even have empathy? that just that irks me the wrong way and uh yeah to me it just makes zero sense you want to find someone who has the best of interest of you who genuinely cares and you can feel that um and uh and and yeah if you don't then find someone else there's a lot of people out there um you know internet is a great resource you can find anything um anything and everyone um anyways that's gonna be it for our episode we're gonna have more hopefully we get um more viewer listeners, a little bit more diverse uh, demographic listening. We're gonna have some questions. We'll post it on social media. The more questions, the better. The more engagements we have, then the easier it is going to be to um, to steer these podcasts in a direction for the viewers. Again, we want to be here for you. I want to be here for you. I want to answer your questions and um, and help you develop. And this is all as I'm, um, you're gonna better develop me. And that's gonna be it today. Uh, And again, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.